right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And, oh shoot, did you have uh, anything for Did You Know? No. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Oh, okay. So... Hmm. Huh. That that was a little oops, but I think I have um that uh, I think I've got some here because I have a page that I kept going to for uh for some different information. So I will go ahead and see if I can swing something out here and make it work. I do. I do have one. Oh, you got something? Yeah. All right, I'll I'll let you uh, roll with it if you're ready. All right. Did you know birds need gravity to swallow? Birds need gravity to swallow. Yeah. Would that so? Does that not qualify to everything? No, you know I think that's why you know if you ever see them eat, they have to lift their heads up. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. I don't think they can actually just put it in the mouth like we can and just automatically goes down. I think they have to lift their heads up so gravity takes it down. I see. So it's not like, so they don't have any, gosh, I don't even know what part of the body. I mean, (laughs) it's a throat. Yeah, but. um, Right. I don't think they have like, well, I don't think they have a tongue or anything like that that, you know, that we use to move things down but yeah kind of didn't know that i mean i guess i knew it but i didn't interesting i mean it makes sense i mean when you sit there and stop and think about it it makes sense right but yeah you know you get the baby birds with their mouth open yeah lifting their heads up so and then they always do that like what looks like they're gagging kind of a reflex thing right huh so yeah there you go brilliant Brilliant. Getting look your at, learn on. Yeah, look at that, you being all prepared and everything. <laughs> not, why, not really, but hey, you know what? I'll take it. Being prepared for the unexpected. <laughs> right, right. We'll take it. We'll count it. Nope. There you go. There's your little intro segment right there. Yeah, we need to do like shirts that says Blue Brothers Sportscast, get your learn on. Yeah. Something like that. We're but. here to teach you. It's a learning lesson. It is. For, Much- for an hour. Yeah, much more than Michigan football. We we try to get your learn on and get your smarts going. Yeah. So uh, any uh, any uh, kids out there listening, you can go to mom and dad and say, "Hey, I gotta go study for an hour. I gotta go get my learn on," and then you can just listen to the show, uh, the weekly show. Right. Right. Exactly. Boom. See. Because you're you're gonna be able to go back to them. They'll say, "What have you learned?" Just like, hey, well, birds need gravity to swallow. They're gonna Cookie, go. Cookie Monster's real name is Sid. <laughs> Kramer's real name was Kessler. Right, exactly. There is <laughs> Earth is the only planet not named after a god. Yeah, it's, uh, Chinese theater thought Godzilla was attacking the city in real life. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, and then. Um, Rocky was filmed in only X amount, 28 days or something like that. Right. I, I can't remember. And then the first one was the uh, 
uh, Ferris Bueller's Day, I think, wasn't it? That they the parade scene was kind of impromptu and they didn't plan for a big crowd, but it turned out to be one of the biggest hits in the movie. So, yeah, and Earth is the only planet not named after a god. So, hey, we got it all. Boom, hey. boom. There you go. <laughs> Write a report about that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we do have. Um, football to talk about so uh let's go ahead and get into that i don't know if you would still call it the revenge tour we kind of said it before i mean people were saying maybe it was revenge for what 2014 but uh michigan football continues to roll um it was a little bit of a weird start but uh, Michigan finishes the game 42-7 to on the road in New Jersey at Rutgers. I will have to admit, and we'll just make a couple of quick comments here before we do have a voicemail, so not going to forget about that. But I will make a quick comment here that when Rutgers scored, and it was 7-7, to Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, okay, this game has to be at least 21 to 7 at halftime. Has to be. And then at halftime, I tweeted out and I was just saying, not not saying that I didn't think Michigan was playing well. I mean, obviously they had their mistakes, but I said if Michigan doesn't dominate in the second half, then you can bet that the committee is going would put Georgia in above them because Georgia is playing a ranked team. And so I don't care if they won by one point or if they won by a ton, if Michigan can't dominate. And like I said, not saying that they weren't, but if there was any opening for question in the second half, the committee would probably take that opportunity to shake things up in the college football polls, but they, they dominated uh, I mean, they totally dominated the second half, and we'll discuss those things kind of further. But uh, just kind of a quick takeaway before we uh, listen to the voicemail, Craig. Anything to mention right now? No, that's pretty interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, that's I didn't even think about that, but um, I believe in the AP today, Ohio State dropped a, uh, a, a slot down. So weren't they at like seven or eight, and they dropped? I think they dropped down because they didn't. Uh, thoroughly dominate MSU in that game. So, and it's kind of sad because you're actually right. It's like we're at a point right now where the committee and these polls are now, or these ranking polls are just, they're at a point where Michigan and all these other teams almost have to dominate. I mean, clobber teams in order to stay at where they're at but i mean i have to agree with you and say michigan was struggling with rutgers yeah they probably would have been at number five behind georgia just based on you know how much they love the sec i mean i'm gonna throw that out there but um yeah it's yeah i'm glad you brought that up because that is true if you think about it yeah we'll talk about that more uh for sure I kind of was just thinking about that at the moment um, before we get to the voicemail here. We only have one here for this week, so let's uh, get that in here, and then we'll open things up for the conversation. So, Hey, man, my Twitter handle is – y'all know who this is, man. We ain't going to even get into that no more. <laughs> Talk about the game. Rutgers, 
Rutgers gave it a good effort for a whole quarter, you know, but it, I mean, I don't know what to say. I, I, you know, I hope they enjoyed that win over Brady Hope because as long as Chris Ash is there, well, it don't even matter who coaches Rutgers. They're not going to be Michigan for a while, if ever. But, I mean, it is what it is. Pass the game opened up. Some people wanted to see them see see you passing. You saw passing. Nico Collins. You can't teach height. You can't guard six six and a half. You can't guard that. Uh, Tariq. I don't think he did anything today. But Donovan Peoples Jones, Oliver Martin. I've been saying that this guy. To me, he was the best route runner of the receivers in 2017's class. He was the best route runner, not the best receiver, but the best route runner. Like Michigan is dangerous, man. Like, hey, man. I'm in Alabama, and I tell people, you know, people always say, well, you know, Alabama's this or Alabama's that. I don't – I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it, man. I don't know if, if Bama's DBs won't want to deal with Michigan's wide receivers. I don't. I mean, the running game is good. But before, before I go too far into that, because I, I want to take it game by game, Indiana's next. Let me say this. Ohio State's in trouble. Now, they beat Michigan State. And for all you fans out there that say Sparty lost on purpose, Man, find a hobby. Like, do like for real. Y'all, some of y'all are just pitiful. Like, come on, man. College athletes losing on purpose. I mean, come on, man. For real. Like, they're not saving points. Like, they're just not any good. So, some of you Michigan fans need to get a life, man. Get a hobby. Do something. Like, drink some water. Take a nap. Do something. Cause it sounds stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ohio State's in trouble when they play Michigan. I don't care what anybody says. That secondary is garbage, man. That, that O-line is not good. That D-line is not good. Dwayne Haskins was, was overrated from the get-go. Shea Patterson is the best quarterback in the conference, period. All those people that they're all this talking about, Jim Harbaugh can't do this, Harbaugh can't do that. Patterson's a five-star for a reason. So one more game and then D game. But Alabama and Michigan – I would, just for college football purposes, because you, like, fans would literally have to guess which coach they would hate. Like, who do I want to root for? As opposed to who do I want to root against? Like, college football needs Alabama, Michigan in the championship game. I'm not saying it'll happen. They need that. But all around a good game. My time is almost up. I'll probably call again. Michigan is back, man. All those people who kicked them when they're down, they better have enjoyed it, because Michigan is back. And, you know, like I said, they're coming for, coming for change. All right. Thank you, Stephen, for that call. And just to let you know, Stephen, you don't have to leave your Twitter handle every time. I say that uh, that's in the uh, message for the voicemail, mostly for if it's a new person calling. So don't feel obligated to do that anymore if you don't want to, because uh, uh, I think everybody knows it by now. And uh, as always, like I said, thank you for the call. Um <laughs> It's just me, man. He makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I do remember talking about it. I don't know if it was last episode or when it was exactly, but I do remember saying that I honestly believe that uh, there will be some of the Michigan State fan base that will be wanting them to lose because they know if they win, that'll help Michigan. As far as the team, I don't really consider that. Um, I know that Michigan State had the weird. Uh, if, end zone thing where they purposely snapped out of bounds, which kind of in the end made sense. I was listening to it on the radio, which I know Craig, you can jump on this too. Listening to Michigan state football radio is comical oh, uh, yeah. because of their announcers. But yeah. then uh, 
I was listening to that. We were just driving a short ways because um, I was. Uh, we were doing some things earlier on. They made sure I was going to be back in time for the game, and so we're driving around doing a couple errands. And I just have it on ever so lightly. You know, I can hear uh, underneath everything, and I'm listening to. It. And we're just sitting there. Everybody's kind of quiet in the car, and I just kind of start laughing to myself because it was when Michigan State hiked the ball out of the end zone. Oh yeah. And they got the safety, so then they try to kick it and get flip the field, but then they screwed up and wound up going to the fifty yard line. Right. Wasn't it? Or I think it was that time. Whenever yeah. it was that they screwed up Thank the kickoff, you. and I just laughed to myself because I was just like, "Really?" Yeah, and they're trying to act like it was like very uh, smart by Coach D'Antonio, like it was, you know. I mean, it could. It, it, it could. It, it, yeah, I think – no, I think it appeared to me that they did on purpose, and it could have worked, but that – it totally did not. No, no. So, no. yeah, exactly. Yeah, being in the East Lansing area like me is just – you know, once in a while you turn it on, you just – I sometimes laugh because they overhype everything and, you know, and everything is just monumentous, and I'm like, oh, give me a break. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Even, what, even in a bad game like that, they try to make it something – yeah, and I don't listen to it a whole lot. I mean, sometimes if I'm driving around on a Saturday, I'll turn it on because the local radio station here only yeah. uh, it covers Michigan State football. Ooh. Right. But uh, so I'll hear them and everything. And I, I'll admit I don't listen to the Michigan games on the radio very much. Um, sometimes I'll hear and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I hear it a whole lot. Where it, I mean, of course, you know, the announcers are, you know typically for the home team um but there's for the home team and then there's kind of like you know i guess you might call it professionalism um because uh, i'll give you one quick example here before we start talking about everything else uh when i've listened to michigan games let's say if uh the officials are not calling holding properly um I would hear Jim Brandsetter, or the other guy, I'm not good with his name, um, say something like, oh, you know, they totally missed a holding call. It was right there. You know, it's just kind of like uh, I, we might not see very many holding calls today or I'm not sure exactly why they didn't call that one. Um, but I heard part of the game on Saturday and when there was a missed holding call, I mean, they, they got mad. They're just like, yeah. well, I guess – I guess they're just not going to be calling those kind of things when they're out there anymore. And I guess who needs to call holding anymore or something. I'm just like, okay, you can get upset about, you can say how blame it was, but you know, be a little bit professional about it. Sounds like, sounds like dumb. Sounds yeah. like sounds We're like not going to get any holding calls today, guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 That fan base is like that. A lot of them are. And even the, well, it goes all the way to the coach and everything. So, yep. Um, so, anyways, but we're not really here to talk about the Michigan State game. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so where to begin? So, well, I guess, oh, I'll let you, if just, you got something. Yeah, well, let's, you know, we can start off real quick, you know, talk about the record, in, or not the record, but uh, Karan Higdon getting to the 1,000-yard mark on his running which is really good because I don't think Michigan's had that in, a little, in quite a while. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, that's a real good thing to do, to see actually seeing a Michigan running back get to 1,000 yards. So um, congratulations to him. Well-deserved. He's a, a beast. He is. He fits Jim Harbaugh's system to a T. He is exactly what Jim Harbaugh needs in a running back. Um, uh, and when he goes, that's going to really suck. But, you know, he'll find a guy – you know, and that's the thing with uh, running backs. You're going to kind of drift through guys on who can handle what Jim Harbaugh preaches and teaches and, and his system, and he's going to find his running back, and Karan Higdon was the guy to do it because um, he doesn't have the breakaway speed, but he is just full of power, and he's got good vision, and uh, he runs well, and congratulations to him. So. I didn't want to do that in the middle of you talking, so I felt bad. I was going to wait until you were done. So, yes, congratulations, Karan Higdon, 1,000 yards. Um, one thing that I'll add to that, which I was a little disappointed in, which we talked about last time I know, is that he did not break 100 yards for the game, which ended his consecutive game streak. Uh, so he did not tie Mike Hart for the record. I don't know if they purposely decided not to do that or what. I do. I agree. I think you did. Yeah. So I, I say it's for true, but to me, it looked like it was just based on what I was seeing by the game. I think, look, I think Jim Harbaugh knows, and I think a lot of fans know, and Jim Harbaugh definitely knows, and the, and the staff and the coaching knows how important this guy is to Michigan and succeeding. And I don't, I think they just said, hey, you know what? Thousand yards is cool. We ain't giving you a hundred because I think there was a couple other players that were heading to the locker room, banged up, and he and Harbaugh's like, "Nope, not happening." Yeah, but see, here's here's my thought. Here's my thought with this, and we'll we'll get talking about other players as well. But okay, not not to be rude, but to be blunt, Rutgers is Rutgers. The game right. went relatively how we thought it was going to go. Um, I essentially would have thought then, hey don't have him play again, have him sit out the game because you know, we could have, uh, we would have been okay if he didn't play. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sure. He did a good, he did a good job and not to downplay it at all. He put up, uh, uh, he put up 42 yards on 15 carries during the first half of the game. I don't, I can't remember if he did any rushing in the second half. Um, and he did two touchdowns. Uh, which was kind of questionable because it was in the, you know, it was at the goal line and it's just like, you know, you could put Ben Mason in right. because right. essentially Ben Mason is built for that. And Kron Higdon, you don't want him to fall in the pile and have something weird happen. Yeah. Even true Wilson's built for that. Yeah. So that, I thought that was a little odd, but anyways, that was what it was, but uh, it's kind of like, my thought may, maybe would have been don't have Kron play this game. Let him enjoy that 1,000-yard mark at home senior night yeah. in Ann Arbor. Right. And the crowd would go nuts. And then that is probably going to be a little bit more competitive of a game. And so he would have the opportunity to get 100 yards and to tie that record again. Now, of course, I know this is all this is all background stuff. You know, the the most important thing is go win the game. You know, so you play to win the game. It's not. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, But 
it's not it, all this stuff, t- quote unquote, kind of doesn't really matter. But it's it, it, in a perfect world, be like that would have been a perfect setup for it. You know that that's just why I'm getting. At. I'm not saying oh the coaches didn't know what they're doing. I'm just saying that 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 would have been nice. That would have been like we say, sugar on the flakes. Where if he did his broke a thousand yards at home, dude, that place would have gone crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know what the reason for it, but yeah, it is a little strange to me. But you know, maybe these maybe Jim Harbaugh wanted to have him a little bit, you know, have some fresh legs, or you know, keep him, you know, not cold or when he goes in the Indiana game. But, uh, yeah, I thought I thought there was a point in time where I think Harbaugh was like, eh, I'm not going to risk this and I'm going to pull him. That's what I thought. I just It just looked like it to me. There's no way he's going to keep him out there. Yeah. Um, I, I will oh. say this. I, you know, let me jump in. I'll say this. I mean, you know, I was just thinking about this. Is If you look at Rutgers and how they were playing us, in this game in the first quarter and the second quarter, I think was pretty obvious to me. I was like, even in the first quarter, I was almost saying, all right, Harbaugh, you need to pull Higdon because Rutgers was obviously stacking and keeping, doing a pretty dang good job of uh, stopping the running. I mean, Kron Higdon, he had like what averages only 2.8 yards of carry. That's, that's not kind of a, Higdon kind of night and the offensive line um they blocked well for the passing they just didn't block too well for the running and um I just think Rutgers did a good job of kind of saying you know we're going to take the running game away from Higdon and they did a good job and I just was kind of like you know what let's sit him he's you know going to keep you know he's he didn't struggle but i'm saying he was really moving those legs to get extra yards and i'm like yeah his his legs aren't worth getting hurt <laughs> let's pull him so yeah and they michigan did uh, i wouldn't say they needed to but they were most effective in um playing against ruckers with the pass game yeah oh yeah um 260 yards passing 193 rushing uh for michigan uh, ironically enough, both teams had 193 yards rushing. So interesting little point there, but yeah, I, um, I don't, I already said kind of why I did, uh, about Karan Higdon, uh, a couple things, I guess, so that I don't get lost too far here with talking about the Michigan players specifically, but talking about the game as whole, um, Rutgers, did more than we anticipated. I mean, one play essentially was their highlight. I mean, they got a huge chunk of their yards on that one play, if uh, which was an 80-yard run by Pachinko. Um, Pachinko, thank you. Pacheco? Yeah. Was he like a, well, he's in a wildcat, wasn't he, or something like that? I, I don't think, think so. so. I don't know. I they think it was a misdirection, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe it was. I can't yeah. remember. I'm thinking okay. a couple different plays. But, yeah, so the 80 yards. So, essentially, I mean, a huge part of, uh, I mean, that was their shining moment. I mean, otherwise, outside of that, it would have been a shutout. And if that didn't happen, they would have been held under a, a total of 200 uh, yards for their offense. Also, if they didn't get that, they would have only had about 113 rushing yards. Uh, so yeah, that that had a big impact and everything. And the thing was, though, when that happened in the first half, is that Rutgers was still kind of 
messing around doing stuff they weren't really they weren't impressive at all or anything and then uh they did wind up converting third downs in the second half uh i think half of them were during garbage time but Mm -hmm. uh they were they were being pesky but uh especially after halftime michigan adjusted michigan had no problems in the second half totally dominated the passing game uh got the their quarterback um Stikowski? Sitkowski, right. Sitkowski. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, they got him to throw an interception, which was the first time in so long or whatever. I think he had the uh, active streak of not throwing an interception. And so uh, the defense capitalized on that. Uh, Overall, I mean, we talked about a little bit before we took the voicemail that Michigan needs to dominate. I feel like this was domination because out of one play, and of course – uh, not not saying it's worthless or completely downplaying or anything. It was a little bit of a surprise. Michigan got caught off guard. Say whatever you want. Uh, not necessarily at, like trap game or maybe their mentality about playing Rutgers. I mean they they got they got torched. They got burned. And then after that, it's just like okay, we're not we're not taking this lightly. Let's shut it down. And they did. They played Michigan football. So I don't think there's any question of uh, Michigan and their ability with just letting Rutgers score seven points. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. And you're talking about, yeah, I mean, Michigan started off slow. I think, I think what you saw was uh, what we're not used to with Michigan fans and people like us that would watch the game is we saw kind of, I don't know if it's the take the night off kind of, or, hey, you know what? You're playing down to your opponent. But um, Michigan, in a way, the defensive line looked like they were kind of eh, not too into it because I think that they knew that they can dominate Rutgers, and they did. You know, I thought it was great effort. They <laughs> they pushed them around. But the defensive line gave up big plays, and uh, Pinchenko running for that 80-yard uh, TD was big. I mean – I mean, it was pretty – what it was, it was you got – you know, he he saw a hole in the weak side of it, um, that weak side line, and there was nobody there to back it up in the secondary. And you saw Hawkins. Look, Hawkins is a really pretty dang good secondary guy, but he's not he's not fast. <laughs> if you noticed, he couldn't catch the guy. Uh, he should have, but he couldn't, and he know, he just got blown away. So, um, But, yeah, it, this is what I was saying to a lot of people who are kind of – um twitter fans you know and that happens i get it that you kind of when you see big plays happen you say oh my gosh it's now seven to seven what's going on with michigan i always say you know kind of take a deep breath and look at it and go look it's high risk high reward with jim uh with uh don brown's defense the guy the guy pressures so much is so man-to-man he's so uh blitzes quite a bit i mean he gives so much pressure to the offensive line of the other team that he's going to, you're going to give up big plays. It happens. It, I mean, we've seen that before earlier in the season, big plays happen. There's no way a team's going to methodically move down the field. I haven't seen this year. That's going to methodically move down the field and score a touchdown on this defense right now. I just haven't seen, I've seen big play ability, but I have not seen it. And that's what you saw. You saw uh, Michigan just get caught and, you know, Pachenko's 
lightning fast, and they, he beat them. So, and I, no sweat. I saw. It, I said it was a good play, um, but after that, I was like, "Look, this team hasn't even thrown a a, a pass. I mean, what were they? Zero? They had zero yards passing in the halftime, something like that." Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's like <laughs> you don't think Michigan's going to adjust to the uh, you know running play or you know misdirections and things like that. Of course they are. So I wasn't worried about it. Um, Michigan did what they had to do. Defensive line wasn't look like the defensive line we thought they would, but I'm not sweating it. No. Yeah. <clears throat> well, here's the thing too that I'll mention is I think it was more so not you know Don Brown's high risk high reward defense. I think the defense kind of overcommitted. There was enough misdirection, and then they yeah. also kind of didn't think Rutgers was capable of something like that. And mm-hmm. so then by the time that they caught it, it was too late because the guy yeah. was so fast. So yeah. it wasn't necessarily, you know, Don Brown's defense broke down. It was kind of a combination right. mental errors, you know. I mean, there's a huge hole there. <laughs> yeah. So so a combination of some stuff. But uh, it also, I'm, it makes me think of, and I'm, I'll admit, I'll say this, I'm glad it happened in the first half. If any kind of this stuff is going to happen, I'm glad that happens in the first half. Right. Um, because it, they can adjust, they can talk about halftime and things like that. And obviously, like we said, they dominated in the second half. Um, but the, it kind of reminds me of when, Michigan State did their misdirection trick play. Yeah. And Michigan was just like, you know, all right, shut it down. We're going <laughs> to dominate. And, you know, right. they took care of business. Uh, granted, that did happen in the second half uh, that Michigan uh, Michigan State pulled that off. But it's just kind of one of those things where it's just like, okay, we see this. We we got caught. We got busted on it. And they've only really – I'm trying to think of other interesting – instances and games the only other one that's coming to mind automatically is um maryland but that was the special teams right uh, that was a breakdown that was even a misdirection um but yeah they don't it's not like this defense allows this to happen all the time it's like right. once a game right. yeah yeah so you're, they're gonna get theirs and yeah when you hold with Sikowski have eight for 19 passing at 40 yards I mean, that's all he had. So, I mean, I, I think it was pretty dominant. But um, they now I will say this because we were comparing things to last year and then especially the 2016 year. Yeah. This Rutgers team appears to have better athletes now than it did. It does. It does. Right. Because um, uh, Pacheco, but I want to talk defensively. You saw um, Young make some big plays. He was able to uh, trip up Higdon. Uh, I think it was the fourth down play specifically oh, that yeah. he did. He also did a lot of uh, coverage, and he uh, locked down on a few guys. And uh, Hampton, one of their guys, had seven solo tackles, 11 total tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, they, they've got some athletes now, not necessarily making it sound like they're going to be competing for division title or anything, but – you know, more capable, more playmakers and things of that nature. So, yeah, no, you're right. And, you know, they did some pretty good open field tackles on uh, some of the players that were 
you know, trying to get to the outside. And I thought they did good. I thought Rutgers, like you said, tackled pretty well on a lot of those plays. Um, but um, let's talk about the one player <laughs> I called, the one player they could not stop, and that's, I think, was Shea Patterson, was absolutely on the money, man. He And the best thing about this game with Shea Patterson is he didn't do – I don't think he did any read options or anything like that. He didn't run the ball at all, which was great. He did uh, running out of the pocket passing, uh, in the pocket passing. So, And a lot of them were just look, him looking down the field. I mean, I think this was the first game I actually said, wow, he's an, and, and you and I talked about him throwing the pass. You know, how good can Shea throw a pass down the field past 25 yards, you know? And he did a dang good job of it, really good. And I see that confidence in him coming back. Uh, we said that Shea Patterson is really good at throwing, what, 15, 20, 25 yards running and then seeing his open guy. But can he see it down the field? But to you know, hook up to Nico on that one play, Nico just blew past his guy. I think the guy couldn't, you know, had, had him covered poorly. Um, but uh, how good was Shea in this game, man? He was awesome. Oh, yeah, Shea was fantastic, and uh, especially from what people were saying that the conditions were not all that great. Yeah, windy, um, yeah. Yeah, he did He did a fantastic job, and yeah. I felt like he was in there longer than he needed to be. I agree. Yeah, uh, so, I agree. so here's here's a big conversation we're going to get into, and I, it, it's going to be kind of weird. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can totally argue for him being in the first half. Uh, it was a 21-7 to game at halftime. Sure, okay, keep him in there a little bit longer or something like that. But, you know, you felt Michigan was in control. I kind of almost feel like it was pointless to put Milton in the game. I agree. Because yep. he yep. did nothing, and you burned another game for his red shirt. Now, if he was in there, and he was playing, and he was passing, and he was doing more, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, go for it. You know, give him game time and experience. But he handed off the ball a million times, or he, he ran it himself, ran. and then he, I think he dropped back to pass once, maybe twice, and he was sacked both times? Yeah, I think he was in a shotgun. Yeah, so it's kind of like what that that doesn't help anything really. The the one of the biggest question marks for Michigan right now that just kind of has me a little yeah. bit worried because of what happened last year yeah. is yep. the backup quarterback still. Yep. We learn absolutely nothing. Yep. Talk about it, man. Cuz if you weren't going to say it, I was going to say it. I'll say the biggest problem Look, I, I was saying this in the in in with Michigan as like they're clicking on all cylinders. They were playing so well. The receivers are doing well. The offensive line's blocking great. I mean, this is great to see that we have a running back in Kron Higgins just balling out. Nico is running great routes, man. That guy is awesome. He's he's a matchup nightmare. You got uh, Peoples Jones who's just coming through. It's got great hands, great uh, body adjustment to catching balls. Uh, Martin, you got to see get a touchdown. Uh, we're going to have Treak Black back, Black back. You're going to have so many Gentry got some good looks. And then, you know, I was even saying, man, I'm worried about Nordine. He has some lame duck uh, um, point after kicks. You know, if you saw him, they're kind of, you know, <laughs> just kind of fly in there. And I'm like, man, gosh. And then he got better, though. If you, as the game progressed, his extra points started like 
getting a lot of lift and those kicks, you know, looking like the kicks that they should be. And he got better. But I agree with you. I'm going to come back to what you just exactly said. I said the biggest problem or the I call it the I'm worrisome is if Shea Patterson goes down and gets hurt, I'd say Michigan's in deep trouble because the fact is Milton's way too raw for this game right now. Well, we don't even really know. Like, he he handed off, he ran, okay, that was fine. You wanted to see him throw the ball, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and then the one time that he did – he had plenty, uh, like he had a ton of time. Coverage was probably really good, sure, but also he was working with the backup guys. Right, right, right. I mean, exactly. completely not ideal. No, right, yeah. And to me, I'm like, and you get Peters in there, who's actually has game of time experience, throws the ball, who has thrown the ball, not bad either. Hands it off to Chris Evans, and he th- runs it. So, you know, as soon as that happens, he's out, and then you put Milton in. I, I. I to me, it was a little puzzling as to why each one went in there. I might play the guy, either get Peters much playing time or get Milton playing time. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you got to get one of those guys up to speed, commit to it, and commit to being our backup and get them a lot as much playing time as you can. And I agree. I think it was like, why did Milton even go in there? Then stick with Peters then. I would have been fine with that. I even said to you, I thought Peters probably should be the backup because he has game time experience and Milton doesn't. Um, he's too raw to me. But but like you said, I'm not exactly sure what that was about. If you're just going to hand it off and run it, it didn't make any sense. Rutgers was waiting for that. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, Rutgers people, knew he wasn't going to throw it. Yeah, people were saying, oh, yeah, Brandon, uh, Brandon Peter goes in. Uh, I knew he was going to be the backup. Dude, the guy handed off one time. So is he the backup or is Milton the backup? I don't know. Because Milton was in there a whole heck of a lot longer. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you cannot tell. Now I will say this, having done it that way, it kind of makes me think that Peter is the backup because he does have game time experience from last year. So he doesn't really, I mean, I think any game time experience for whoever the backup quarterback is going to be would be good right now, considering that they haven't been used at all because we had McCaffrey for so long. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I obviously have said that I'm not the coach and I feel like I would have kind of tested some other things. Uh, so I'm not saying that anybody's wrong, but that the whole handling of the quarterback situation after Shane went out puzzles me. Yeah, it does me too, and I and I agree with you. I I even said I'd like to see Milton throw a ball. The yeah. dude, st- I mean, look how look how he stands. He's huge. <laughs> he's big. He's he's strong. He's like he's look. It's amazing. I look at him. I'm going, man. This dude just looks like. And they have him just you know read option or he's you know handing it off or he's running it himself. And I'm like, he's not going to throw the ball at all. Are and if he did, it, it's. Yeah, he got sacked. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. That kind of it worries me because I don't want I you know. But I feel it, like I I feel like it almost goes against itself on the idea of okay, let's get the backup quarterback ready. Let's put them in there with a bunch of backup players. Yeah, right. the offensive line. Uh, I I 
couldn't remember or recall if they switched anybody in or out at the offensive line. But you had, you know, Martin, you had Bell, you had Wilson, right. you had these other guys who have seen significant playing time, sure. But yeah. I, I can't remember who the uh, rece- uh not all the starting receivers were out there and things like that. I, I can't remember offhand who the tight ends were, but it's just like, if you want to know, uh, I, I just imagine, I mean, cause sure you can see one thing in practice and mm-hmm. be like, okay, you're the backup quarterback. You do great with this. And it's just like, well, you put them in a game time experience and it could be a completely different thing. Right. 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 So putting them in without the starters, I don't, it just like, you don't learn a lot from it. I mean, they know what they're doing. They're doing it. I, obviously, everybody wants to know the fan base and the media all wants to know, okay, who is the legit, legitimate backup quarterback? And we would feel a lot more comfortable if we knew how good they actually were. Yeah, and you're right. I don't think – well, Milton hasn't even thrown a pass yet. So, Yeah. And, it, and to me, it makes me go – I think a lot of Michigan fans – are looking at that and saying they want to see Milton throw a ball. You know, <laughs> it's like, I just, I do. I mean, and Peters is kind of like going in there and I'm like, I'd like to see Peters throw a ball too. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not seeing that either. I mean, I think we've seen a couple times, but I'm like, okay. I, yeah. That part's a little bit troubling to me. That's why Shea Patterson's really, really important right at this moment. So. Well, it, we may not have to do anything with this. Like, it may not be an issue at all, and let's hope yeah, that that's the case. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, like you said, the point might be moot on this, but uh, like you said, you're talking about Shea Patterson. Look, I will say this. I wouldn't be too worrisome if Shea Patterson was nothing but a pocket passer. He's not. He, re- he reads out. And I'm like, oh, man, a lot can happen with that. <laughs> so... Yeah, and he and he does well. I I yeah. Anyways, we'll we'll see. He does he does well at shaking. I mean, he had some guys all around him, and he did subtle moves with his arms and a few uh, stutter steps to get out of them. He does such a good job of knowing where the players are rushing around him. He did a magnificent job. So, and I think he's getting better with it. That bodes well for Michigan. But still, you know, it's you know us trying to protect the diamonds in this on this team. And Shea's one and Higdon's one, so and our receivers. So, um, well, uh, here's my thing. I did not. Uh, so I was at home watching the game. Usually, I'm kind of you know, I, I'm the type of person. Of course, this is me watching at home or maybe with some people. I'm very focused. Like right. I may not cheer a whole lot. I mean, this is kind of what uh, Michigan has tempered me to, especially with the Ohio State game last year. Like when Michigan got up fourteen to zero, um, my wife was there and she's just like, "Why aren't you getting excited?" And I was just like, "I will be excited if Michigan is leading and the clock is at zero. I was like, "Wait until then." Yep. And then, of course, we know exactly what happened. Um, right. But uh, so I just kind of I, I focus. I watch the game and everything. There was only one time I yelled during the Rutgers game. It was not during the botch fourth down. Right. It was not during the uh, busted coverage and their 80-yard run. Um, I, I feel like there was another kind of big thing in there. Th- the time that I yelled and I got, like, frustrated was when Milton was back there to pass, and he didn't have anyone to pass to, and he didn't throw it away. And, like, that was the only passing that we saw from any backup quarterback. Right, right. And I'm just like, 
pass the ball. Do another passing play. Do something. Get rid of the ball. Don't get sacked. Unless, unless, which this wouldn't make any sense to me, unless they were just like, oh, it's like the game's winding down. Don't kill the clock and throw it away. I, I, I cannot yeah. imagine that they would have told them that. It's just like, just play the game. So it's just like, ah, that was the only time that I got upset because I was just like, let's see something. Yeah, that's the thing. Is, you know, let's see something. Let's see what this uh, quarterback can do. And he, he's got, he's crazy talented, and we all know that. It's just, you know, we got to see him get some more playing time. Get you know, move that ball down the field or throw the ball. So, yeah, you know? and so and and so not not to, again, not questioning the coaching staff or anything, but essentially when you look at the backup quarter play or quarterback play in that game, mm-hmm. you feel like it was pointless. Right. Because yeah. this was an opportunity to be able to get, uh, since McCaffrey's out, to get the backup quarterback in there and be like, hey, you know, this is game time experience. Get out there. You know, you got to be able to, unless, unless they are completely confident in everything that whenever it is, they've done so well in practice that it doesn't matter what game you put them in. Uh, I don't know. Anyways. Yep. It just, it just, I still recall all the snaps and everything. I'm just kind of like baffled. I'm just like that. Like you could, you could have had anybody, you could have had Nordine out there taking snaps and handing off the ball practically. Right. You could, right. Just, just screw with them mentally. Just put Nordine out there. Let him catch the snaps and hand it off. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's all that happened. I know. Yeah. I hear you, man. I was the same way because you get a, a, a stud like Milton out there who's, you know, he's fantastic. I mean, just based on I've seen tape of him and just what he can do, and yet, you know, he's a little limited. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's that raw ability, but yeah, you're gonna have to release that guy sooner or later. You know, get him throwing the ball. Yeah. Well, um, some else here. I've got a couple of things to mention, and then I think we'll probably pop into uh, how the Big Ten did and some other details like that. Interesting to note. Good job, Michigan fans. Uh, thank you. Congratulations uh, are in order. I'm not sure exactly how you might want to say it, but uh, you guys did a great job turning out for the game. Um, their largest attendance for a home game this year was just above 40,000. For this game, it was at 43,000. Um, they were probably averaging like 35 or 36 or something like that for their home game. So I can, I can probably guarantee that the reason why that was their highest attended home game was because of the Michigan crowd. So, yeah. and you got a lot of Michigan players that are from Jersey. So. Yeah. So good job to everyone with that. Uh, fun little, or fun little interesting little side note, I guess. Um, their highest, attendance game that they went to of course was at another stadium uh ohio state but they didn't even break a hundred thousand wow really yeah i was looking at these numbers and i was like wait a minute they haven't played a game in front of a hundred thousand people this year and yeah they played at ohio state and they didn't break a hundred thousand oh that's interesting Hmm. so I know that uh, Michigan Stadium always talks about how many consecutive games of over a hundred thousand, or a hundred and ten, or something. So right. interesting. Anyways, side note. So um, some other things here. I'm just gonna throw some stats out. 
for those of you who may not have heard some of these, uh, again, Michigan went nine for 14 on third down efficiency. Great job on that. Rutgers wound up going four for 12. I know for a fact that at least two of those came during garbage time. We did have the question if uh, the Michigan defense would not allow Rutgers to convert a third down. Craig, you were right, and you dumped that. I was incorrect. Um, total yards, Michigan 543, uh, Rutgers 252. Excuse me. Um, penalties both low for both teams. Two penalties for Michigan, two pen or three penalties for Rutgers, and then the three turnovers that Rutgers committed. Yeah. The leading uh, rusher for Michigan was uh, Chris Evans. Not too surprising with his long sixty-one yard uh, touchdown run. Patterson uh, went 18 for 27, 260 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, fantastic day for him. And Donovan Peoples-Jones was the leading receiver, five for 83 yards. His long was 32, and he had that fantastic catch and uh, run where he was basically dragging defenders with him. Yeah. So, Great to see him do that. Now, oh, yes. So I want to have this conversation, too, before we kind of go into kind of uh, not closing thoughts, but uh, other things before we end the episode. Um, Tariq Black, I, was he even on the field? I'm having a hard time recalling. <clears throat> I can't remember if he was or not. I'm not sure. Because um, he did not have a reception. And I know I saw some people saying some things, um, you know, concern about his playing time now and certain things of that measure. And honestly, I'm not concerned. No, um, I'm not either. I just, I, I will say this. I'm not concerned. I think what I will be, I think they're gingerly bringing him back. You know what I mean? He's too talented. I mean, yeah. About a guy who's been banged up twice already. It, two different knees, right? Or legs. Yeah, two, two different legs, two yeah. different seasons. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I, I don't yep. think they're trying to rush him. I don't know if he's expected to play more uh, against Indiana or Ohio State, but it's just kind of like, dude, the guy's already shown that he's had a tough time last year and this year, so it's just like don't, don't I, risk I him if you – I'll be a little bit like, huh, you know, is maybe Jim Harbaugh's like, I need you. I need a guy like you who's special, talented, all that against somebody uh, against the Buckeyes. Yeah. At the horseshoe. At the horseshoe. We're not talking about at the big house. They're we got to go there. It's going to be a, 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 probably one of the <laughs> worst crowds. I mean, harsh. They're going to be in our face. It's tough to win there. And maybe they're like, we're going to need you back for that. That's where I see maybe Jim Harbaugh saving them and saying, look, I'm going to need you healthy, you know, run around a little bit, but I'm not going to risk that. But. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, um, yeah, I do agree with you on that. I think the thing that would be questionable is if he doesn't wind up playing really anything for the rest of the year. That might be a little bit odd. But the the thing that people were kind of – insinuating i guess i would say mm -hmm. is that you know maybe he's not playing anymore maybe he transfers something like that that's what 
they yeah. were saying kind of came across to me, and I was just like, eh, I don't think so. You guys need to, like, pump the brakes a little bit and everything. But, yeah, I, I mean, he's been injury-prone. If he doesn't do anything now at all for the rest of the season with Indiana and Ohio State and everything like that, if he doesn't do anything at all, yeah, okay, then – you know, there might be some questions. I'm not trying to make people question things. That is not at all what I'm doing. I'm trying to go from the aspect of, especially at this point, I don't think there's anything that we need to think about or worry about with it. Um, but I don't think it's going to come to it. I mean, the guy, like we already said, has dealt with some injuries. And so, I mean, again, you know, this is this was Rutgers. It's like you didn't want to risk uh, Shay too much. You don't want to risk Higdon too much. What's the point of putting an in a uh, player that was already injured at potential risk? Yeah, you know? maybe Harper was trying to save his career, you know, because you know going to the NFL or something like that. But uh, like you said, he's a uh, he, this guy. You can't like a player like this go. You, you know, it's, you can't. It can't happen. It's just it's a. You can't have this kind of trio of players and Peoples Jones, Collins, and Tariq Black on the same field and going, well, we don't want to get this guy. Come on. That's just – you have to cover one person and then you open it up. Peoples Jones who's incredible. And then you got Nico Collins who's just a matchup nightmare. It's just too many weapons. You can't let one another weapon like this go. It's just it's, – I can't see it. It doesn't make any sense. But uh, like I said, I think, you know, they're saving Tariq Black for big games like Ohio State, maybe the Big Ten Championship or the bowl game and things like that. So, Yeah, yeah very true. So, all right. A um, couple of th- quick things here. Uh, we both got our locks of the week. Now, here's a, here's a little weird thing. You had Penn State covering uh, over Wisconsin, uh, covering nine points, which they did. I had Indiana covering two points over Maryland, which they won by two. So, wow! Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that's that's even. So, if I'm not mistaken, that's essentially kind of a wash. So, I technically wasn't wrong, but I guess I don't get the point for it because I wasn't right. Hmm. Okay. But I don't know. I kind of wanted to give myself the point for it, but then I was just like, no, I wouldn't be able to give anything. No, I'm not taking your charity, Craig. <laughs> Shut up. Come on, sympathy point. Shut <laughs> don't, up. Don't feel sorry for me, right? <laughs> no, I, I'm going to come back and I'm going to. Because right now you've got 28 points, I've got 25. Hey, you know what? I did, I did want to mention that Jim Harbaugh beating um, Rob Ash was pretty cool. Rob Ash. <laughs> I didn't even get to I catch that or hear that. I want to mention that. It makes me laugh, man. Jim Harbaugh can't even get the guy's name right. Just, it's so horrible, man. <laughs> he, he he has an R on his shirt because it's the school. It's not his name. Right. right. Just in case he forgot. Rob, Rob Ash, right? No, no, it's Chris. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Yeah, my bad. Sorry, Sorry about that, dude. All right. Well, let's. What is Harbaugh? What does he have to call him up and say? Yeah, sorry, I called you Rob. Yeah, I'm all right with him calling Mark D'Antonio. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Fine. He's gonna get fined. (laughs) Right. 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 All right. Well, let's uh, jump in here and we'll talk about the uh, rest of the scores in the Big Ten from the weekend. 
All right. So this weekend, like I mentioned, Indiana beat Maryland at home uh, 34 to 32. Uh, I don't know. Weird game of the day was uh, Michigan State hosting Ohio State. It was close for a little while, and then it just kind of blew wide open because it was like turnovers and mess and other stuff. And Ohio State, I, I will mention this too from what I watched. Man, their punter was like on fire. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. um, I think Michigan State started at their one, their two, their three, their four, their five, and their six, yeah. I think, yard line. Everything so. seemed to be within five yard line. Yeah. It made it almost impossible for Lewerke or uh, Rocky to even get you know, throw a pass, so they got pressure. Yeah. Uh, so Michigan State or Ohio State won twenty-six to six with that road game. Uh, you had Penn State covering, which you were right. Penn State at home against Wisconsin won twenty-two to ten. Nebraska Illinois was a offensive shootout as Nebraska pulled away and won fifty-four to thirty-five at home. Uh, Purdue uh, lost like crazy at Minnesota. Uh, the Golden Gophers put up 41 to 10 against Purdue. And then uh, the the thing to mention, the the thing to put out there, and little party horn out there for Mr. Pat, Patty Fitz. Pat yep. Fitzgerald and his Northwestern Wildcats yep. with their 14 to 10 win over Iowa at Kinnick Stadium clinched the West Division. How about that, man? Just yeah, when the, just when the sun was going down in Kinnick Stadium, it's always bad news, right? Always yeah. bad news for team. And they pulled it out, and that's you know, congratulations. That's pretty cool, man. You and I, in the I think in the beginning of the season, we didn't see that happening. No, I don't think anybody did. Oh, yeah, he, uh, they, and when we did that poll a little while ago, we had Northwestern, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Iowa. Who did people think was going to come out? And the votes were in for Iowa first, Wisconsin second, and mm-hmm. I think Northwestern was in dead last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just tells you what a great coaching job. Well, he's got a really, really good quarterback. A quarterback yeah. really good. So. Absolutely, yeah. So they are uh, six and four on the season, but they are six and one in conference. And uh, a couple teams behind them are four and three. So yeah, nobody can catch up. So mm-hmm. yeah, crazy. And you know, looking back, I'm going, man, Purdue. What, what's going on there, man? It's like hot and cold every game. Yeah, create. Uh, yeah, they. That's, way inconsistent. That's, that that's too bad for the best team in the Big Ten to be that inconsistent. Since nineteen four, I don't know what it was. I don't know. I could be wrong. Something like it's been long time since Purdue lost like that. They they had a they gave a date and I went wow, like forty points and they lose by. They lost by four uh, thirty one. Okay, thirty one yeah, crazy. They're the same team to beat Ohio State. Come on. Yeah. Gee. Well, Minnesota did take Ohio State down to the wire mm-hmm. at Ohio State. And I will say this. There was some questionable stuff with uh, with that game where it could have been maybe a little bit different. But 
Okay. I can't remember what it was. There was something there. That, uh, there was like a weird penalty or a no call or something. I don't know. Oh, the fourth down. They had another questionable fourth down. Right. <clears throat> That's what it was because everybody was kind of talking and comparing it to the Michigan one. There was a questionable fourth down that they gave uh, Ohio State where he clearly did not make it. Right. I mean, I remember what uh, everybody remembers what happened when Michigan played, but it was very blatant, very obvious. And then, of course, uh, Ohio State goes down and scores. Yep. So. Yep. Crazy. Anyways, it is what it is. So we'll have two more episodes later this week. Uh, one talking about the college football playoff rankings and the Big Ten standings. And then the other will be the preview for the Indiana game. So, yeah, look forward to that. Anything else, Craig, before we get out of here? Nope. Just, um, yeah, good effort. Um, just, I think the team's just clicking on all cylinders, just seeing them do well. And I think, you know, a team like Rutgers, you probably were just like, eh, we'll just kind of, ease on by with them and i think you saw and i think they kind of got their act together going hey you know what we got to play big 10 football we got to play michigan defense and they shut them down in the second half so um, i mean i'd have to give it to Rutgers. i mean they got great players like you're talking about they did a good job uh of playing us um they they gave us everything they had um but seven points is all they could get (laughs) oh yep and we'll uh We'll see how things progress and move forward for Indiana. So we thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us as always. We hope you guys uh, had a good weekend. Hope you guys have a good week here. And until next time, we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.